Well, hello to everybody this morning. How are you doing this morning so far? Good? It's good to see all of you out here. It's good to see a bunch of faces. And if you uh, are back, welcome back. If you're new or visiting, I want to just say so glad that you're here. Uh, we're happy that you are just taking a little bit of your day to be with us. Even on Super Bowl Sunday, you're here. And so we're just so glad that you're doing that. For those of you watching online, hello to you as well. Glad you're taking advantage of that wherever and whenever uh, you're watching this. So I'm just, my hope is that you've met God so far today. And my, my prayer is that it continues uh, for the rest of the time that we have together this morning. Before we get started, though... I just have a really quick announcement. Uh, I'm really excited about this announcement. Uh, beginning today, this is the first public uh, announcement that we're making about this. We are completely live on Sunday morning with our 9, 15, and 11 a.m. Uh, experiences. So you can watch all the worship from beginning to end uh, now every Sunday morning at 9, 15, and 11. So we're fully online. So if you go to riverridge.org or if you get on your app, you'll see uh, that you can get on to the full live service on Sunday mornings. Now, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? We're doing this for a few reasons. One uh, is that we, as we continue to grow as a church, we are, we are always going, uh, we're never going to walk away uh, from being a gospel-centered church. That we are a uh, God-loving, Bible-believing, Jesus-following church. We're never going to leave that. We're never going away from that. And here's the thing, that we've always believed that God has uniquely put us here, that we are uniquely here to just keep bridging the gap between the gospel of Jesus Christ and people wherever they are. And that includes everybody the digital world. We are living in a digital world, and so we just believe that we we want to be a part of that uh, because of the call of God on us, and that, that just continues to be, we want to be a part of God reaching people in the name of Jesus Christ, and so we're going to use that as long as God keeps calling us to do that. Is everybody getting that so far? We're good with that. Uh, and here's the second reason. The second reason we're doing this, uh, this is just what's happening. We're recognizing this. We're not saying we love this, but this is just true uh, for a lot of people. For many of us who would say we're committed to River Ridge Church, that this is a church I know and love and come to, and I serve here, I give here, and I come here, uh, what we're finding is that there is just a crunch in our time in our schedules uh, more than any other time in the in the world like 20 30 years ago uh, Sunday was sacred like you never did anything on Sunday that's just not true anymore and so we are crunched with all kinds of stuff to do there's just a lot of demand and so some of you want to be here and you're here as much as you can be but sometimes you can't be here and so we believe that that this will better serve to, to keep you connected uh, until you could come back okay this the online church will never replace what happens here it will never replace that but we really do believe that it can better serve you uh, to be able to watch live on Sunday morning, okay? Is everybody good with that? We are excited about this, and for those of you watching online right now, live, we are so glad that you're watching, right? We're so glad that you're here and watching. We're glad you're joining us. Okay, let's get started. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab, I'm so glad you clapped for that. That's exciting. Uh, go ahead and grab your, but we clap for you all, okay? Like, we're so glad you're watching. Go, I gotta get started. Okay, open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews 9. Now, we are beginning a brand new series today uh, where we are going to cover a topic that I think has more curiosity around it. That I think it has more questions than answers that we have. And I do think that it's one of the most thought about subjects in all of life, not just in Christianity, but I think that it's this is one of the biggest questions in all of life. Whether you believe in God, I think you wonder about it. And if some of you would say that you don't believe in God, I still think you wonder about it, even though you would never admit it, okay? This is just what I believe. Over the next four weeks, we are going to talk about the afterlife. What happens after we die? That's what we're going to talk about. Here's where we're going over the next four weeks, okay? So this week, we are going to spend all of our time just talking about one thing. What happens one minute after I die? That's what we're going to talk about today. And then next week, uh, we're going to talk all things heaven. What, what is going on in heaven? Is heaven up there? Is heaven down here? What am I going to do in heaven? What kind of cloud do I get? You know, like we're going to talk about heaven next week. And then in week three, uh, we're going to talk about hell. Is hell real? 
Uh, is hell real or is it just a metaphor? And here's the real question that we're going to tackle. If hell does exist, why would a loving God, a good God, ever send anybody to hell? And then we're going to round out this series. We're going to wrap this up on week four. Uh, get your MREs ready. We're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about the end of the world. We're going to get your bunkers prepared, okay, everybody? We're going to talk about what the Bible says about the end times. Are we seeing signs, and are we a part of the end days, okay? So together, I'm really excited about this. Together, we're going to be tackling some of the biggest questions that people ask when it comes to the afterlife. I think this is going to be a great series, uh, and I also really do believe that this is going to be a significant spiritual break through for some of you for some of you in here if you if you track with us you stay with us i really think god is going to make a big breakthrough in your journey with him if you if, with what we're talking about over the next four weeks and here's why because it's it, this is more important to your life than you think and, and this is why i'm saying this and it's the bottom line today and it's the bottom line of the entire series and i think it goes for every single person here whether you believe in god in the afterlife or you're not so sure about god in the afterlife this is still true for you no matter what here it is because how i live today it is determined by what I believe about forever. That what you believe, what you think about the afterlife is directly tied and related to how you live out your life here on earth. It influences how you spend your money, your time, where you put all of your energy, all that stuff for everybody. This is true for every single person in this room. So for instance, just to go through with me, for instance, maybe you're not so sure there is a God, right? That you're like, I don't know if there is a God. So what you would le be led to believe is that there's really no bigger picture, that, that really all we are, all we see are a bunch of particles that kind of bumped into each other, and all you are is a walking random accident. Thank, you're welcome, right? That's what's on you. So when you die, because of that, that, because there's no bigger picture, when you die, what happens is nothing. That, that you're worm food. Nothing happens. So you live it up now because that's this is it. This is all that you have. So that's that that's before you gotta live it up. So that definitely impacts how you live today. If there's really nothing else to live for, I don't even know what rules you would live by. But that's what a lot of people think, or that's what some people think. Some people believe in reincarnation. Like that's something that, that some people believe in, that if I'm bad in this life, I come back as a cockroach. If I'm good in this life, I'm Tom Brady, right? Like that's the it's a Super Bowl, so right? Yeah. Go Rams. Okay, so there you go. Um <laughs> But some people believe in that, like, you know, the reincarnation. I come back as a cow or Tom Brady or something. And then some people, uh, they believe in something called purgatory. You ever heard of that? Purgatory. There's a lot of people that believe in God that think about this. That, that when we die, we go to this kind of like temporary holding tank uh, where we get, it's like a punishment. We've got to work off all the bad stuff that we did in order to get into this bliss or this like heaven or whatever that is. A lot of, there's some people that believe in that. Actually, actually, you probably couldn't get more counter actually to what the Bible really says because if that's true, if, if all I have to do is just work it off, then there's really no point for why Jesus came. Uh, but we'll get into that over the next couple of weeks. We'll get into that a little bit today, but some people believe in that. And some people believe that when you die, uh, you become an angel, that you float up uh, into your diaper and you meet St. Peter and you say Jesus and he goes, here's your harp, right? And you find a cloud and you just start playing your magical harp. All of a sudden, we know how to play the harp, uh, right? But now we're gonna talk about that next week. So here's a spoiler alert. No, it doesn't happen at all. You don't, you don't turn into an angel, okay? There's other greater things that happen, okay? But the bottom line still is this. What, what you believe about forever, it really does determine how you live today, and that goes for everybody, all right? So we're going to get moving today, and we're going to talk about what happens one minute after I die, and we're going to look at three things that happen when I die. Now, before we get started, I don't know about you, but I've never died. 
So I don't know everything about what happens when you die, okay? Nobody knows really everything that happens. But here's what I'm going to say. The Bible is very clear on some things, okay? So we're going to look on what the Bible is clear about so then we could kind of clear some other things up that, that are a little bit more fuzzy, okay? Is that fair enough? That's what we're, that's what we're going to start with, okay? And that really goes for this whole series. We're going to see where the Bible is really clear, okay? Now, we're going to be in a lot of scriptures today. Uh, so I got, if you didn't get an outline, make sure you grab one so you can look at it because we're going to be going through a lot of scripture. If you didn't get one, get one so you can go in your group time with it or go on your own with it. And I highly encourage you to bring your Bibles with you, okay? I always think you should bring your Bibles, but I know the electronic stuff is fine, it's good, but I really think bringing your Bible in a series like this, we're going through deep issues about heaven and hell and all stuff. We're going to be in a bunch of places. I think it's really good to underline, make notes, make little tabs because people talk about this all the time in your circles. And so I just want you to be able to be prepared and ready to answer with stuff like that when people ask it, okay? So, all right, let's go. And if you don't have a Bible, by the way, we got free ones out there for you, all right? You can grab one, take it. It's yours for free. All right, let's go. Hebrews 9, verse 27, if you're there. We're going to start with what Paul or what the writer has to say. And here's what the writer says. He says, And just as is it appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. All right? Now, I want to look at this first part to get us started. He says, And just as it is appointed for man to die once. Okay, so what this is telling us, and this is the first thing if you're taking notes. Here's what happens. One minute after I die, my physical body dies. Okay? My physical body's done. There's nothing, there's no more life in it. There's nothing happening in my physical body. So what this is telling us right here is that death is certain, right? You only die once. There's no reincarnation. That's the first thing that we know about it. Studies show, I just got on there and I Googled it. Studies still show that the survival rate of this life is still zero, all right? You can eat all the kale, quinoa wraps you want. You're still going to die, and I'm going to have hot dogs, all right? Like, that's just, you can do whatever you want. You can look that up on the Google, and you'll still, I mean, you're going to find the same thing I do. Now, I actually did get on Google uh, and looked at, and then like, then like eight hours of my life disappeared after I was looking at all this stuff. Do you ever do that? Like, you start looking in one search, and you're like, what happened? It's the midnight. Like, you know, uh, but here I did find something interesting. Do you know uh, who the oldest person in our modern era lived? You know how long they lived to be? This is her right here. Her name is Jean Calment. Uh, there she is. She lived to be 122 years old, right? Now, she probably could have lived 130 if she dialed back it on the camels there. Like, she dialed it back a little bit. But uh, there were other pictures of her. I just love this one. I'm sorry. Like, it was just, you know that she got to an age. She's like, I don't know what else to do. I guess I'll start smoking. Like, I don't know. I just... Because it's just excessive. I'm like, come on, 122. She's like, I, I tried everything, right? Like, so anyways. But, um, but you know, here's what I'm going to tell you. Here, here's what's true. Here's what's true. She still died. You catching me? We're all going to die. Whether 100 or a lot younger, sick or healthy, it, it's going to happen. And, and I know you're thinking, Andy, I don't need the Bible to tell me that. I don't need that. I'm not learning anything. I don't need the Bible. I know, we're just starting. We're, we're growing this foundation. But this is why I'm talking about this. This is why this is the first, first thing to know. And it's really important to understand this. Gang, I, I really think this is true. Our life is going faster than you think it is. Life here on this earth is going way faster than you think. And here's what I think. I think we, a lot of us spend more time planning vacations than we do planning for eternity. Come on now. Like, who, who out there is a vacation planner? That's me. If I put my chips in, I plan. I got spreadsheets, and I got, like, here's where we're eating on Tuesday, and, and don't even get me off that cliff, right? Like, I'm like, who, who does that? Who's like, who knows? Yeah. Who's the free spirit? And it's like, I don't care. Like, well, yeah, like, but I'm the planner, man. But, but you know, the, the God is telling us something here, I think. He's like, listen, man, God, your life is moving a lot faster and you think, and you might want to think about what's coming up next. Check out what James says. James says something about this too. He says, what is your life? For you are a mist 
that appears for a little time and then vanishes. He's kind of a bummer. He didn't book a lot of weddings and bar mitzvahs. He, he was kind of like, you know, congratulations, you're a mist. Like, uh, but, but it's true. It's true. Life here goes faster than we think. And here's what we know. At our death, every single one of you, our body ceases to exist. It is, it is done. It is gone. There is no more life in our physical body, okay? That's the first thing that we know one minute after I die. For the second thing, uh, if you want to open up, if you've got your Bibles there, go, we're going to jump to another place. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, 2 Corinthians, put a little marker there in Hebrews 9. We're going to jump back to that. But go to 2 Corinthians 5, and we're going to find it. Uh, and if you're taking notes, here's the second thing that happens. So my physical body dies, but my soul continues to live, okay? Now, this is really important to understand as you're, as you're finding 2 Corinthians 5 there. So here's what we need to know, everybody. See, when, when God made you, when he made everybody, when he made all of us, he made us to be both physical and spiritual. He, he didn't make us to be just physical. So here's the thing. If you lost heart in that first point where you heard, great, my body's done, awesome. That's, there's, you know, don't lose heart because that's just half the story because your soul continues to live. All right, let's get there. Let's see what 2 Corinthians says. This is Paul. Here's what he says in verse 1. He says, for we know, we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down. And he says, that is when we die and leave this earthly body. He says this. He says, we will have a house in heaven an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. All right, we're gonna jump back to James really quick. Here's what James says. He gets a little bit brighter here, but not really. So he says this, he says, for this is gonna help us. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So here's what this is getting at. Our bodies and our souls are two completely different things. They're not the same thing. That we have a physical body and we have a spiritual soul. And so when we die, here it is, everybody, our physical bodies stay behind and our soul separates from our body and continues to live. There's no, there's no blank space in there. It continues to live on, right? So now here's the question. Here's what, you're, like, what happens? Like, what's going on in my soul right now if I die? Like, what, where am I at? What's going on? Now, here's what I'm going to say. The Bible isn't clear on everything that happens in between here. It's not clear. But it, it, we do know a few things. We do know what the Bible says uh, about a few things here. First thing we know is that those of us who are believers in Christ, those of us who have trusted and believed in Jesus Christ, that they, they, we go into an immediate presence of God. Okay, we go into a, there is an immediate presence that we have with God. Now, a couple places that I'm gonna go. Again, we're gonna be in a lot of scripture over this series. So you may tell you, bring your Bibles. But a couple places I'm gonna go. If you're staying in 2 Corinthians 5 there, we're gonna drop down to verse eight. This kind of helps this understanding of this immediate presence. Here's what he says. He goes, yes, we are of good courage. Why are we of good courage? Because he says, we would rather be away from the body, dead, we'd rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So, so he's saying, like, this is, what, this is what I take it as. He's saying, listen, so once we leave the body of death, we are in the presence of the Lord. And I take that as immediate because we're of good courage. We'd rather be away. We'd rather be dead in the body so that we can just be with the Lord. I think that's immediate. So to be absent in the body is to be at the same time in the presence of the Lord. Okay, here's another place that I would go. As Jesus... Uh, was dying on the cross he was dying next to two thieves okay well you know the story and, and one of the thieves next to him started talking to jesus he was like this is the messiah this is god's son this is this is god in the flesh i i believe in you jesus and, and he says remember me jesus remember me please and here's what jesus tells him in luke 23 he says and as he said to him jesus said truly i say to you today not not in the future not a month not not for like today you will be with me in paradise that's when jesus was dying on the cross and so that means a physical death the person who who accepts um jesus christ as savior is immediately into a fellowship with god now is this this is the question 
is this immediate fellowship, is that heaven? Is that like all heaven? That's a really tough question. And as I, you know, really been going through this and looking and reading theologians and going through this, uh, we're, we're going to talk more about heaven next week, first of all. That's like a little, little teaser to come back next week. We're not going to talk about all the heaven. But the Bible is not all the way clear on a couple things. First of all, the Bible is not clear on how time works once we die. Like, I really believe that spiritual time is different than earthly time here. So once we die, we're not in the physical realm anymore. We're in the spiritual realm. I don't think time works the same. But here's what we are clear. We are clear about timing as far as a couple things go. See, the Bible says what we do know is there will be a physical day here on earth when Jesus will return and claim heaven on earth. He's going to come on a physical day. He's coming, and he's like, he's bringing heaven with him. And he's going to say, that's it. I'm claiming heaven on earth. And that's when believers, every believer in him, will get a new heavenly body, and we will reign with Jesus in the new heaven and the new earth. We're going to talk about that a little bit next week. But that will not happen until the return of Jesus. He has not done that yet. He has not come back to claim heaven on earth yet so after i die right now what we do know is that there is also an immediate presence an immediate fellowship with god and and from listening or reading paul a lot he he always says to me we'd rather be there than here so what we know is it's not all the way heaven but this presence with god is better than anything here on earth he's always like that's better i want it. that's a better thing uh, even before all of heaven is realized i want to be in the presence of god so here's the thing that we need to take comfort in if we're believers we will never be apart from god we will never be absent of the presence of the lord there's no sleeping there's no space in between you know for a lot of us we have loved ones we're like man they are not absent in the presence of the lord if they are followers of him that's just comforting you know isn't it there's never going to be a time where there's a gap between us and the presence of God. And, and here's the other truth. Those who reject Jesus, like they didn't believe in Jesus, they, they will be in immediate uh, separation from God. Okay, they're, they're going to be in immediate, there's nothing they can do about it. They're, that's it. And so we're going to talk about that in a few weeks when we talk about hell. So what happens one minute after we die, right? First, our physical body dies. Then our soul separates out from the body. And here's the third thing that's going to happen. I will face judgment. I will face judgment, all right? Let's jump back, if you made a marker, uh, in Hebrews 9. So we're going to jump back to Hebrews 9. Let's see what he says here. The writer says this again. He says, And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. All right, so we will all face judgment. Every single one of us in here are not going to skip this step. We will all face judgment when we die. The Bible tells us about two judgments that happen to people. There's two judgments that happen. The first one is called the Great White Throne Judgment. All right, that's the first one that we're going to look at. Uh, so here we go. You ready? If you got your Bibles, let's go. Book of Revelation, everybody. Come on now. We're opening up Revelation. It's going to like creak. You know what I'm like? We're like, oh man, here we go. We're going to Revelation. All right, Revelation 20. We're going to start in verse 11. I'm going to show you why we call it the Great White Throne Judgment. All right, here's what it says in Revelation 20:11. This is why we call it. It says, Then I saw a great white throne. That's why. Uh, great white throne. I'm sorry, that's all I got. And him who, this is true, was seated on it. So that's God. From his presence, earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books, I want you to pay attention to this for a second, books, plural, were opened. Then another book, singular, was opened, which is the book of life, and, and then I, the dead were judged by what was written in the books, the plural one, according to what they had done. Let's drop down to verse 15. Verse 15 says this, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book, singular, of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Okay, take a breath. We just got through Revelation 20. All right, everybody, good job. Way to go. Uh, so here's what we need to know, all right? All the dead are there. 
right? We track and everybody's there. We're all there, all the dads there, all of us are in this line. And now what we see are these two sets of books come out. There's two book sets that come out, right? You tracking? All right, and one has a bunch of books and the other, and, and, and that has all the activities you did, by the way, and the other is just one book. And it's the book of life, okay? You still with me? You're tracking? Those are the two sets that we got. And here's what it says. It says, each person, every one of us, are judged in line, we're judged for what you have done, for everything that you've done. That's why there are books, plural, in this, because it has everything that you ever did in these books. And right now, what some of you are doing, you're trying to just figure out how much good you did in your life. You're like, okay, what, what, okay, that was a good thing. I helped her across the street. Okay, and I helped Mike move, and that has to be double good, right? And because nobody will help Mike move, right? Like, you're going through this, and you're wondering, like, okay, the, is the good stuff in there? Yes, the good stuff is in there, but so is Spring Break 2002, everybody. Come on now. <laughs> And you, I'm just saying, it, it ain't hiding nothing. Like, it's in everything. Er, everything is in there, all right? Like, everything. So now you're thinking, that the books won't let you forget. It's all in there. And, and, and here's the thing. This is where I get serious. Like, you, you know, that's what people do sometimes. There, there are people who, who, who say they're followers of God. They believe in Jesus, and they still do this sometimes. They, they, they keep track. You keep track of your books. You're like, okay, I just, you know, I like got all this good stuff that I did, and I did all this stuff for you, God. I did look at all what I did. Yeah, I know it's spring break, but I like, you know, and I'm keeping track, and like, and, and I know all this good stuff outweighs the bad, man, and so I know I'm going to get in the good place, right? A lot of us still do that today, and I don't know why, because this is so clear. This is really simple, because here's what this is saying. If we're judged solely on those books, we should be really scared. We should be really scared, no matter how much good you did, no matter how much you think it outweighs the bad, because what he says is every one of those people that are judged just solely on those books of everything that you did, you get separated from God forever. You get thrown in the fire, because here's what it says, because the Bible says no one is good. No one is good enough, not one. That's what the Bible, not one of us is good enough, all right? And we'll get into that in a few weeks, what, what the fire looks like in hell and all that. We'll get into that in two weeks. But, but this is really clear. If you're judged by those books of what you do, even the good stuff, even the good stuff that outweighs the bad, you're still separated from God. And that's, listen, that's not where you want to be. You hear me? That's not where you want to be. But remember, there's another book. There's another book. It's the book of life. And what it says is who's ever in that book is not thrown into the, the lake of fire. That's the line we want to be in. I don't know about you. I want to be in the non-lake of fire line, okay? So how do I get there? How do I getting in that line? Here's what I'm going to tell you, everybody. This is very simple and very clear. And I think even in Revelation, it shows us how simple and clear this is because the description of the book tells us everything. It's just one book. For everybody, it's just one book. That's how simple it is because God is going to ask you, listen, God is going to look at and he's going to ask you one question. And I don't know how this is going down, but I do know how we get in that book. Because here's what God is not going to ask you. God is not going to ask you about all the stuff you did. He's not going to ask you about the sin in your life. He's not going to ask you about all the mistakes you made. He's not going to ask you about all the good stuff you did and all the people that you helped. He's not going to ask you how much of the Bible you got memorized. He's not going to ask you how many times you came to River Ridge Church. He's going to ask you one question. What did you do with my son? I sent you my son. What did you do with Jesus? Because he took all your punishment. He took everything you did, all the good, all the bad. He took all that stuff that does never, it never adds up to enough. And he took it and Jesus said, I'll redeem it. I'll redeem it. My death will buy back your life. And that's what Jesus did. And he freely gives you forgiveness and love and grace and mercy. Listen to me, regardless of whatever you do, good or bad, he still gave you this. You can't earn it. It's a free gift. And you're gonna wanna say to God, I received it. 
I understood Jesus, I received Jesus, I accepted him, I gave him my life in exchange for his life so that he paid back my death. I, I received it, and God's going to say, good answer, here's your harp. No, he's not going to say, here's your harp. He's going to say, I was just seeing if you're still paying attention. He's going to say, there's your name. You guys, listen, you've got to listen to me. It's as clear as anything in here. Did you hear this one book? This book of life, listen, doesn't have one thing you did. Are you hearing me? Not one thing. All it has is your name and Jesus stamped all over because Jesus paid it all for you and there is nothing that you can do about it. Can we just thank God right now for that? You don't want those books to let God determine your fate. Trust me, you don't want those books to be what God looks at. There's one book that you wanna be in and he already said it's settled for Jesus. Man, that's awesome. And how great is that? How great is that? Okay, now there's a second judgment. Now, a lot of people don't know about this judgment, this is, but this judgment is just for believers in Christ. There's just one for believers in Christ. And this judgment does not determine heaven and hell, but it does determine what heaven's gonna be like for you, okay? So it's important to understand this judgment, okay? Uh, so let's jump back. If you're still in 2 Corinthians, we're gonna drop down to verse 10. It kind of helps us understand. Here's what he says. He says, for we, we, and what he means is just believers in Christ. He's talking to followers of Jesus right now. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That's another judgment. That's another judgment so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done that's why we know that's a separate judgment because we already said the first judgment has nothing to do with what you did it's what jesus did for you so this is a separate judgment for what he has done in the body whether good or evil okay jesus says something too about this look at what jesus says when he returns here's what he says he says for the son of man is going to come with his angels and the glory of his father i just can't wait to see that and then he will listen repay he's going to reward each person according to what they have done so god is saying if you if you know him as if you know jesus as your savior you're going to make an account for your life you're going to make an account for how you lived out your faith here on this earth and jesus is saying man i'm watching you like i'm watching you i'm watching what you did and i want to repay you i want to pay you back i want to reward you for what you did there is a reward for living out your faith here on this earth. And he's saying, so for those of you here who have prayed for everything, you prayed first for everything that came. You didn't think anything except to pray for it first. I'm repaying you for that. I see that that's what you did. I'm gonna repay you. For those of you who have endured in your faith, even though you've been put down, put out, overlooked, I got you. I'm gonna reward you for that kind of faith that you did on this earth. I see you, I'm watching you. For those of you who have come here and served this church, you serve God, you serve his kingdom. You're back there in Ridge Kids with these kids just bouncing off all the walls and you're still trying to teach them about Jesus. He's like, I see that. I see what you're doing, man. And I'm gonna pay you back for what you did. For those of you who lost something because of your faith, Maybe you lost your integrity, you lost your job, you lost your reputation, you lost your life. I'm gonna pay you back. I'm gonna pay you back. And some of you would say, listen, here's what he, some of you would say, well, um, I don't really need that. Like some of you, I mean, heaven's enough. Like I don't, I don't really need it. And Jesus would tell you, too bad, this is my show. This is my deal. And I wanna reward you for what you did with your faith. You don't get to decide what I do. I wanna give you, I wanna shower you with rewards. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that so amazing that that's what he wants to do? You know, I talk to people, uh, and I come across this question a lot. 
like a lot of people ask, like, well, listen, if, if even, like, even heaven fully realized, like, let's just talk about being in the presence of, of God. Like, if that's even better than this earth, why don't we just go right to that presence of God, like, right when we accept Jesus? Like, why do we have to live here? Because all this stuff's messed up, right? And here's the answer. This is what I think. This is what I believe. I really believe that this right here and now is a proving ground of your faith. I believe that. I believe that, that how you live here as a Jesus follower will determine your eternity. I believe that. Listen, your salvation's already determined. You're salvation determined by Jesus. But I really do believe that how you live here on this earth right here is, is going to have a big matter in what you do up there with him. And I, here's what I wonder, everybody. I, I wonder how, how, how much of us are really thinking about that. How much are really thinking about our life and, and making it matter for the right things, for the eternal things. Because Jesus is like, I'm watching you and I want to reward you for your faith. I don't want you just scraping in. Because how I live today is determined by what I believe about forever. Here's what Jesus said about forever. Here's what he said. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. That's what he said. And here's what he's saying to, to all of us. He's saying, if you put your faith in me, if you trust in me, if you believe in me, then you will not only live in heaven forever, but you will also be transformed right here and right now because your sins will be forgiven if you believe in me. And, and, and God's grace and love and mercy is gonna come pouring into your life and you will be made new and that's gonna change you right here and right now. The Bible says that Jesus came to live the life that you couldn't live. That he lived a sinless life without sin. And this man who lived a sinless life, this God man who came to live the life we could not live, he died as a sinless man to save you from the sin in your life. And he paid the penalty for you, for you. And for a lot of us in here, we know that truth. Like, we, we, we come, we've come to terms with that. We understand that. And we surrendered our lives over to Jesus. We're like, no, I believe it. I know it. I know my life, and I know I need something better than me. I don't want to be in those books. I want to be in the book. And, and so we turned our lives over to Jesus, and we've, we've given him, and, and, and we know that he defeated death, and that we want to be on that side of life with him. And some of you here, listen to me, you haven't, you haven't believed in Jesus. You're here, and I just believe that some of you in here, I don't know how many, but you're, you're doing these things. You, still, you just still haven't put your faith and trust and hope in Jesus. You're believing in like a religious thing. He's so personal. He made this so personal for you. And you need to give your life to Jesus, okay? We're gonna, we're gonna end this morning a little differently. We're gonna end in a song of response, okay? We're gonna sing my, one of my favorite songs, Death Was Arrested, okay? Because that song, the truth in that song is so powerful to sing for those of us who know that death was defeated, right? Amen to that. And so as we sing this song, I want those of you who know this truth, that you know that you've turned your life to Jesus, I want you to sing this song like you are redeemed, you are bought back. I want you to sing to those of us who are, those people who still haven't believed to say, man, I want you on my side. I want you on Jesus' side. So I want you to sing with a gratefulness this morning, okay? Sing with everything you got because these words are so powerful. And take them in, what these words we're about to sing are, okay? Could you just do me that favor? Do God that favor and just have a gratefulness in there, okay? And then for some of you, you, you need to give your life to Jesus. You, you just, you've never had a moment where you've come to terms with just knowing that God made you there as a creator, 
and that you do have a problem and that Jesus is the solution and that you need to come to him with everything you got and lay it on the cross and believe in him and say, I believe in you. I can't, I can't look at my own life to determine my future. I need you. And you need to make that decision today to accept this gift and know that when you die, that you're gonna be at home with Jesus. Come on now. You need to make that decision this morning. I know there are some of you in here that need to do that, okay? So we're going to do that here in a minute, all right? I'm going to have all of us stand if we stand, and I'm going to pray as we stand so we can get ready to worship. Let's pray together. God, we love you. Man, we love you. And I, I do pray for those of us who do know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that we have a gratefulness and a thankfulness, that, that we know that you came to give us life and you came to pay back our lives and we don't deserve it. It is a free gift and we accepted that. And I just pray for those of us who know that, 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 you, that you show us something through this message. We make this life matter, but we also sing with this gratefulness because we know we're redeemed. We know we're bought back and we're thankful to make this life count for you because how we live today, it really is determined by what we believe forever. And for those of us here this morning, uh, there are some who have not believed in Jesus Christ. And uh, if you're here praying or thinking through this, man, I just think that you need to think through this, that you've never had that moment where you've actually come to this idea that there is a God, there is a problem. I need to receive this. I, I need to bring the solution in of Jesus. And it's not about me, it's about him. And so uh, you need to put your faith and trust in Jesus right now. So God, as your Holy Spirit moves in them, there are some people that are ready for this right now. And if they're ready, I pray that they just come to know and just come to make this decision today. And I'm gonna pray a prayer. Uh, if, the, if you're ready to pray that prayer right now, I'm just going to help guide you through so you know that this is the day that you actually came and you got into the book of life in the name of Jesus Christ, okay? So we're going to pray uh, for Jesus to save you. You can pray this. You can pray, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you came to rescue me even though I didn't deserve it. You died on the cross for me to forgive me for my sins. And three days later, when you rose from the dead, you defeated death and you gave me life if I believe in it. So I believe in it, that I could have life with you forever. I, I surrender my life to you. I exchange my death for your death so that you could give me life. I turn from my way of living and I just turn to you to make you my Lord and Savior. Amen. She's over me You have made 
that prayer, man, you got to let us know. Fill out a connect. I believe that somebody joined the Song of the Redeemed today in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's welcome them into the community of faith. Come on. Let's welcome them in. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad your life has changed forever, and we want to let you, we want to give you the next step. There's a next step of faith, man, so let us know. Talk to me or Chad or Blair or Tim. Uh, fill out a connect card. Give us an email. We want to get you plugged in with the next step. Welcome to the community of faith. Welcome to the book of life. That's just awesome, man. I'm, I just feel like somebody made that decision today, and for everybody else, man, let's make our life matter. Because how we live right now is determined by what we believe forever. Amen? And let's let it count. Let's let it count for the kingdom of God. All right? That concludes our service. Hey, have a great day. Have a great Super Bowl time. And we will see you here next week when we're talking about heaven. Okay? See you next Sunday.